and uh, um, we'll go ahead and get started. Thank you, team. This call is being recorded. Thank you, team, for jumping on the call this morning. First one of 2023, and we got a nice group today. I appreciate it. We're uh, we're going to talk about um, this concept of an annual review, and the name of today's call is uh, "What Did 2022 Teach You?" and um, I think it's important that we go back and always review, you know, where we've come from and things that we want to take out of it. But before I do that, I want to make sure that I remind you of my professional purpose, and that is to help you, the broker, optimize your productivity and help you become the best version of yourself. Why? Because happy brokers sell more real estate. And I do that by helping you handle challenges and opportunities that you face every single day. And if you can effectively manage certain situations that arise on a daily basis in your business, you'll be more productive and live a life that is the best version of you. And everything I'm going to go over today is going to be in the email that I send out tomorrow. You'll have the transcript, the record, link to the recording. I've got a book review on there that I'm gonna, I want to send out. If you're not on that list, send me an email to Ask Jim Miller at gmail.com or go on to my uh, Instagram at Miller is my handle. And there's a link in there that you can sign up for my, for my email. Um, some people I have found really love reading the transcript um, instead of listening um, or following both, especially on the calls that, that are important to them. Um, so like I said, um, on this first Monday morning pep talk of 2023, I will discuss the importance of reviewing and documenting what the turbulent turbulent year of 2022 taught us, right? Taught you. Um, I did this annual exercise, annual review exercise, and I'll share with you kind of what I experienced, um, what was validating, and what I hope to explore a little bit more in 2023. Um, explorer for me means stress test, right? I want to fully, fully stress test this concept or idea that I took out of uh, 2022. And we're going to go over those. Um, my advice to all of you is, um, and many of you probably have already done it, but that is to take 30 minutes or an hour, review all of your transactions from 2022, go through your calendar and ask yourself the following questions. Um, what did I already know going into 22 that was validated that I can use kind of as part of my DNA? Um, what was validated in 2022? What do I want to maintain? What do I want to, what concept do I want to keep with me? Um, the second thing you want to ask yourself is what am I taking into 2023, 2023 that you want to explore more? that you want to spend more time on, you want to do a little bit more research on? Um, that's another question. And what is the one thing, this is your question number three, what is the one thing that you want to leave in 2022 or 2022 um, that you don't want to bring with you into 2023? All right. So I asked myself those three questions. And I think what we want to do is we want to continue to improve our business we want to continue to improve as a person, and that's how over time we we get better. 
Um, so um, there's a book that uh, I want to recommend. Um, this book, when I read it, uh, you know, was recommended to me by an agent who actually listens to this podcast. Um, and for me, it was very validating. A lot of it, it's not new, but if high performance or productivity, when I say high performance, I'm talking about the productivity piece of, of the game for you is important. Um, I would recommend this book. It's a lot of it is stuff that I've been doing for a while and have taught you guys. But if this is an area that you need extra, you know, an emphasis on as you head into the quarter and into the new year, it's a book called Grip, The Art of Working Smart um, by Rick Pasteur. And um, it's uh, his last name is spelled P-A-S-T-O-O-R. And there is a chapter in the book about how to do a proper annual review. And here's what I wrote down after I did my own review. Okay, these are the notes that I took. Um, and I think this writing this call for today was helpful for me to really, you know, dive a little bit deeper. But there's seven of them that I already knew going into 2022, but it really validated my my um, experience with these seven things. Uh, number one, the the twelve week year principles are my operating strategy. Okay, um, I spent twenty twenty two four quarters. I've never been more productive in my life using any planning model. Um, it will be my strategy moving forward for the rest of my career, no doubt about it. But I did take twenty twenty two to test it out in my own life and business. Um, and what I found was that these simple strategies boil down into the days, you know, of the quarter, the days of the weeks that make up the quarters, that make up the year, yearly theme, make up the three-year vision. Those simple concepts lead to large, large successes, okay? So I'm, I'm coming out of 2022, fully validated, you know, and I probably talk like I was already there, but a lot of times I want to try something out for a year uh, before I fully go all in, knowing that this is my strategy and that's what 2022 did for me as it relates to the 12 week year. Um, number two, the, uh, it's the importance of staying focused on your internal personal goals versus the external goals. Okay. External goals would be truing yourself up to the competition. Okay. Especially in this industry, right? This industry is everybody's performance and production is right there in your face all day long, especially this time of year as everybody's posting their annual production, etc. You start to look at that and it gets you off of your your get your get you unfocused towards the goals that you're trying to hit for yourself you should always 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 define success by how you define it not by how the industry defines it the industry will screw you up okay the industry will screw you up it did it to me in um 2001 to 2007 got me off my game and I had to, you know, 
relearn it, relearn what was in my DNA, which is I am a relationship person. And you will always um, win if you stay focused on the relationships. Okay. That's my opinion. But you have to stay focused on your internal goals, your internal visions versus what you're seeing out there. There's so much noise and it's a danger zone. Number three, take a look back and review your successes. This is called the gain. So um, you've heard me talk about the gap of the gain. I'll talk about it here shortly again. Um, there is, you've come so far and you've got to realize that we always are wanting more and I get that. But over the course of the last three years, it's been an incredible, crazy market, but you have learned so much over the last three years. Really, as you're doing your annual review, take stock in how much you've gained, okay? The I will be happy when concept is really dangerous. And I played there, that's, that's living in the gap. And I've, I was there the majority of my career because I was always pushing for that next thing. And that's who we are in this Western culture, right? Like we're always wanting more and we have to take time um, and reflect times of reflection. I think you'll hear me talk a little bit more about that here shortly as well. Um, number four, team, prepare for a market shift every eight to 10 years, okay? Prepare for a market shift eight, every eight to 10 years. It's going to happen. We went a little longer than that this time. It's been about 13, 14 years since we had a major shift. Um, a large period of demand will be followed by the herd, meaning the consumer being told by everybody that it's a horrible time to buy or sell. The herd will pull back. Okay. So you've got to be prepared for those periods of time in your life. They're going to happen every eight to 10 years. You want to be prepared primarily financially to, to take on a market like that. Okay. What it does do for us is there is a cleansing process going on right now. A lot of brokers are getting out of the business. It's, it's, uh, you're going to have less competition out there um, for sure in six months from now. If you have, and you already do. But this is a chance for you to go out and take market share. It's time to get serious. Time to go out there and take market share. Um, number five, using your vision to make your decisions. Your vision should choose your friends, should choose your clients, should choose when you wake up in the morning. When you go to bed, what you consume, what you look at, what everything, every decision should be run through your vision. Be very wary of using, of making decisions based on ego. I want to be that, or I want to compare myself to that. And you make a decision based on ego. That's the keeping up with the Joneses mentality. Let me tell you. If you, you know, that's, you want to get into, you want to get into a process of making really bad decisions, make it, make decisions because of ego over screwing them up against your, your vision. It's not a hell yes. It's a hell no. Right. That will never, ever go out of style. Oh, how I wish somebody would have taught me that two decades ago. Right. Um, number six, the relationship model works in every market period, end of story. We've seen every 
aspect different kinds of markets in the last three years. And we can always draw on our relationships. And there's still a lot of you that listen to this podcast that do not have a complete and um, a complete strategy around your database, around you know your touch points with your clients. Um, you're still on that treadmill out there trying to find business, okay? Every day, new business, while not taking care of those people that have taken care of you over the course of your career. The relationship starts at closing. Remember that. The relationship starts at closing. But that business model will never, ever go out of style. It works in every market, period, end of story. Okay? Number seven, ninja selling is legit. All right? I took my first uh, installation this year. Um, and, uh, you know, when I took it, a lot of what was in that installation was some of the very similar things that I had learned over the last 15 years. It's like, um, I read the same books that were presented by Melanie, um, during the installation. It was borderline eerie at times, but, um, Ninja Selling, if you've not taken it, uh, highly, highly recommend that you, um, Take it in 2023. I suggest going to a different market than the one you're in um, because it it uh, will get you into a conference environment, staying in a hotel room instead of going home every night where you can reflect on what you learned that day. If you take if you've already taken Ninja, go take it again. Go pick those two or three things that you want to want to get really good at and go back and and and. Uh, uh, um, you know, sharpen your sword, so to speak. But it's a it's a really important um, uh, selling process that plugs in very nicely into what I talk about. Okay. Um, so anyway, that's my seven things that were validated for me, and I'm sure there's others, but those are the seven I want to talk today. Um, what I want to explore more in 2023 is. As we talk about the twelve-week year, I'm, I've, I've changed it a little bit for my needs, and I'm I'm actually calling it the periodization planning strategy. and And what I've done is I've added an annual theme. It's not something that that the twelve-week year really talks about, um, but in the world of real estate brokerage, we're all about annual goals here, um, annual production. It's so I can't reprogram you, right? So based on annual. So if you've got the three-year vision. Then you've got the annual theme, and then you got those four quarters per your annual theme, um, the 12 weeks, et cetera, within each quarter, the 13th week to, to celebrate and plan the next quarter. Um, you know, so the, the periodization planning strategy for me, the way, I've, way I'm looking at it a little bit differently is adding that annual theme, and then I'm adding an action word or your, your word for the year, your word for that three-year vision. You know, there's some good ones out there that I've talked to people about. Like one was um, adventurous. Another one was respect. Another one was CEO. Another one was uh, um, mastery. Mastery. For me, in my life, I'm very much planning and transitioning because in three years, I will be an empty nester. and 
And uh, that's going to be a real change not to have kids at our feet for, uh, and by that time, it'll be 22 years where, you know, there won't be, you know, kids in that, in the house. Um, And we're excited, but at the same point in time, it's a major shift for Amy and I. So for me, my words are preparation and transition. Okay. So I'm adding that and um, with more emphasis. And then I'm really going to talk a lot about how three years get broken down into the annual themes. The annual themes get broken down into four quarters. Four quarters get broken down into the 12 weeks. Those 12 weeks get broken down into days. And to win the day, you've got to win the morning. Period. End of story. 5% of you might have to win the night, because, but most of you are at your best in the morning. Okay, so it, it really does come down to the date, your daily actions, which I'm going to harp on big time. Okay. All right. That's number one. Sorry, I got a little long winded on that one. But anyway, you get my point. Number two, you're going to hear me talk about um, changing your mindset from being a real estate broker. All right. To being a lifestyle consultant. Um, when we, when, yes, we sell real estate, but really, truly, we are selling lifestyle. Every home that somebody buys, every property that they buy has a lifestyle aspect to it based on location, based on uh, primarily location, size of home, bedrooms, baths, etc. They're buying it so that you can help them live the life that they want to live. So change your mindset. You can hear me harp on this. Look at yourself as a lifestyle consultant. It'll make your your marketing easier because I think some of us, when we, we sell houses, we feel like we're selling cars, right? No, in your social media and all of that, we're selling lifestyle. Where do people like to eat? Where do they, you know, where do they like to travel? Um, how close do they want to be to work? How do they want to entertain in their homes? That's what we do. And that's a lot of fun, right? It's a lot of fun. Um, number three, uh, I limped into the holidays. Um, I, I did a huge project on our house as part of this three-year vision, right? Preparing our, you know, for, you know, I don't want any maintenance issues on our home here and the one in Michigan. And I bit off more than I can chew and I got it done in six weeks, huge lift. Um, you know, all the while I was trying to run a brokerage and, and be a parent and all that stuff. And I was exhausted one and did everything I could to power through. And, and one thing that I, one thing that I did that was incredibly healing, two things, um, is during that 10 days, 12 days that I didn't take myself too seriously, I did some serious power naps. And let me tell you, after the course of doing that for four or five, six days in a row, I felt like a completely different person. Um, and, uh, you know, I plan to do that on those weekends that, um, that I need a little extra catch up. And with that, in order to prevent me getting to that point, recommitting, I've recommitted to a daily meditation process, right? Um, and meditation is different than mindfulness, okay? 
mindfulness is, you know, calming music and just bringing yourself, calming you down in the moment. But meditation, meditation is, is a detoxification of your body and mind generationally, all of it. Right. So that's where you get healing both in your mind and in your body is through meditation. And then there's the manifestation piece, which is the visioneering, et cetera, thinking about what you're going to be and do long term. So uh, meditation daily, taking those power te- power naps when needed. This is the ability to protect and maintain my energy. Okay. These are all concepts I've done in the past, uh, but really recommitting to them with my schedule that I'm running right now. Okay. That's number three. Number four, an elevated focus on daily execution. Um, as we talked about the periodization planning process, this ability to true it up to your long range goals, realizing that if I want to hit my vision in three years, I got to win my mornings, right? Um, also, this is something else that I've done and I'm, I'm sharing a lot with you, but this is what uh, I'm going to do as I become more, you know, uh, you know, share more of my personal stuff, but team, I, I, I focus too much. I've, I've swung the pendulum a little bit too much to the high performance all the time mentality, right? So I'm going to set my intentions for the day. And when I'm done, I'm going to be done. I'm going to do some mindless stuff at the end of the day. All right. To, you know, that is um, going to give me a chance to do, you know, to not always be thinking about um, work, etc. So whether that's listening to music or, you know, I'm, you know, almost through <laughs> Ted Lasso. I can't believe I watched this before. It's such a great show, but I've introduced myself to some mindless stuff for 30 minutes or so a day. And it's been great. So um, I needed to bring that pendulum back to a little bit of uh, normalcy. You know, I hear you hear me kind of almost where um you hear me say that I don't hunt, I don't fish, I don't boat, I don't ski, I don't golf, I don't have any hobbies, right? I do high performance. Well, that's great, but that pendulum had swung for me a little bit too far in a direction where I still am a human being. I still want to have fun. I still want to do certain things. And um, I got to do some mindless stuff. So there you go. You get some personal stuff from me today. Um, number six. I have had a conversation with several agents over the course of the last two weeks. And here's what they've said to me when I've talked about a three-year vision. They've said, Jim, I every time I do a vision board, I hit everything on it. Okay. So then I will say, okay, so what's on your vision board right now? What's on your goal board right now? In in several cases, I've had agents say, I don't have one. I don't have one. Two things. Your vision, your three-year goals need to be documented somewhere. Okay? I've asked them, where's that vision board that you had that you hit everything? And they've, they've had, they never want, no, nobody ever wants to throw away or discard a vision board because it's meaningful. 
but in some cases it's in a box or it's in storage or somewhere tucked away, but never thrown away. And here's, here's my advice for you. If this speaks to you, you need not just a vision board with goals for the future, but you need a vision accomplished board, a vision done board right next to your goal board or your vision board. So you can, in the, in the spirit of living in the gain, review, review how far you've come and remind you yourself that you've done this before. Jim, every time I do a vision board, I hit everything on it. It's eerie. No, it's not. What it is is that you're focused on those things and you go get them. If you do not have direction in your life, you will stay right where you're at. If you do not have direction in your life, you will stay right where you're at. Go get that vision board out of the box that you hit all the goals on and put it right next to the new one. Part of your annual review should be this, right? Um, Number seven, um, alternate ways to stay current on news and industry trends. There is just too much noise on mainstream mainstream options. Uh, Everybody's out for clicks. and uh, and everything's become way more fascinated, and uh, and um, and it's every aspect, right? Like it's social media, it's everywhere. And um, the thing that has that I have to figure out is these air, these places that I can get to um, that I can go to stay current, but not uh, you know get sucked in, right? So. And I think everybody could say that, right? So that leads right into what's the the one thing I'm going to leave in 2022 is social media and news content, which is the noise that does not improve my thinking, right? That actually inhibits my ability to think correctly. So I will be doing a lot of unsubscribing and a lot of unfollowing as we move into 2023. I want to feed my mind with those things that are going to educate me um, and allow me to uh, protect this precious thing between my ears. Okay. So the top three books of 2022 self-development is so important, right? Like you're only going to, you're only going to play at the level of your self-development period end of story. That's why I do these Monday morning pep talks. So I can help all of you, um, maybe have some different perspectives on different things. All right. Um, and so my top three books of 2022, The Gap in the Gain, which I talked about earlier by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy, really a terrific book about um, how to how to look at success. And um, highly, highly recommend it. If you've not read it, do it. Number two, The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. Um, you know, I'm not a financial advisor, but his last couple chapters sums up my, my, um, investment approach. I, I just thought it was a brilliant, brilliant book. Um, uh, it gave a bunch of stories on the mistakes that very successful people did because they got greedy. All right. They started looking at external goals versus their own personal goals. 
and they tried to keep up with the Joneses and they made massive, massive mistakes that helped them lose all their money and in some cases go to jail. And then he wraps it up with a very conservative approach to how to look at money. And um, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I, it's definitely going to be in my, you know, top 25 books. Um, and then Unreasonable Hospitality by Will Gadara. Uh, you know, you heard me talk about this book at a nauseum over the last couple months. Came out in October. I've been obsessed with it. I, I think it falls right in line with being a lifestyle consultant uh, versus a real estate broker. We can do better. Team, we, we can do better as real estate brokers on how we, um, you know, how we uh, engage our clients and how we celebrate them and their successes. Period. End of story. Read the, read the book. Um, you'll know what I'm talking about when you're done. They actually, he actually brings up the real estate industry uh, about three quarters of the way through the book. So uh, really good. Um, team, you're, you're always going to remember these transitional years. And in this case, the last three years, they're going to be etched in your memory. I, as a leader, these last three years have been really challenging because there's been so many um, pivots. And as a leader, every time there's a pivot, you know, good leadership is needed, right? To help everyone get through that. Um, so I can, I know for a fact how I have had to, how I've been impacted by it. So I know how you've been impacted by it. It's been a lot. And I want to congratulate you for being here on January 9th, 2023, having, having gotten through that three-year period of time, personally and professionally. Not just the economy, right? But the real estate sector, you know, we may never, we, I'm hoping we never see that three-year um, process or three-year uh, extremes again. It's not healthy for any of us. But you need to make sure that you come out of this period of time with massive personal growth and professional growth. For me, that period of time was 2008 to 2013. So with all that being said, are you ready for the next three-year cycle? What have you learned? What will you have to accomplish to see massive growth both personally and professionally, the next three years. I'm going to be here helping you lead the charge. All right. Um, over the next several calls, I'm going to be covering some additional thoughts on some takeaways from 2022. And, you know, I want to put a little wrap on it um, before I teach Take Flight. Starting late January, early February, one of those calls, I'll get started. But I, um, the last time I taught Take Flight on my Monday morning pep talk was in um, the third and fourth quarters of 2020. So it's time because there's a lot of things that I have learned over the last three years that will um, improve that uh, that course. and. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited about that to bring you that. It will be done differently than I've done it before. But 
um, I think you're gonna you're gonna find it interesting. So we're gonna spend a big chunk of 2023 on uh, the metaphor. Oh, honestly, I teach take flight every day on the or every week on these Monday morning pep talks, but it'll be done through that metaphor, through that moniker, and then uh, hopefully by you know quarter four we'll be we'll be back into business planning for 2020 uh, 2024. But um, I'm excited to bring that to you and. Uh, um, but my point for today, though, is to make sure that uh, you take some time to do your annual review. Okay, go go back through your transactions and your calendar and glean as much as you can um, from 2022 uh, before we before you fully move on. Okay, what do we know? We know that time is a wonderful teacher. Time is a wonderful teacher. So with that being said, team, have a great first official week of 2023. And I will talk to you next Monday. Thank you. Bye.